Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Talking Talkies, the show where we talk talkies. As always, I am Dan, and joined by Chris. That's right. Uh, guys, this is a sad, sad week because this is the end of the first annual Mel Brooksuary annual for oh, like... It's already possibly, annual. <laughs> well, annual for like, what, three years or so until we run out of run, films. I don't we'll just run out of films that we want to watch. Scene. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in all Mel Brooksuary. This will be the last one for now. So any of those Mel Brooks movies that you still want us to watch, uh, save them for next February. Because we'll totally still be doing this. I, well, you know, unforeseen things aside, yes. Yes, yes. I would say so. Uh, GiantMediaBall.com. It's like a giant ball made up of media without the fleas. Yes, thank you guys so much for hosting us and having all our shows on here. The Club Cafe Podcast, which is our wrestling show that Dan and I do with Mr. Pat McDermott. And, of course, the Pie Crust every Tuesday night. That's Dan and Mike's show, where they talk about everything in nerd culture. Shows, movies, comics, video games, and stuff and things. Exactly stuff and things. That is the name of one of our segments. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so. And as always, and as always uh, not as always, I mean, thank you to their listeners. We, again, March is completely done of uh your requests so yes we have four we have four requests then uh april's gonna be a little weird because april's gonna kind of jump back and forth a little bit we got some uh some sports movies possibly planned some baseball movies for baseball season and then we're also going to be jumping into a, a marvel film or two in preparation for age of ultron and we have we actually have a pretty good calendar that we're starting to work on here that's going to get us through the 2015 calendar year. Now, of course, anything can change between now and then. A date might change. We might be like, oh, we need to do this movie, and we might bump a movie out. But we are uh, starting to really fill up the calendar with what we want to watch this year. And once we have a full calendar ready to go, we will post it so all you guys can see what's coming up. Uh, again, though, if you do have any suggestions, I did see that uh, our listener, Matthew McFarland, suggested basketball, which I believe he meant basketball. <laughs> That's all like, what is it saying? <laughs> and that could possibly be one of our uh, sports movies for April. So uh, thank you for that suggestion, Matt. Um, I assume that's what you meant because that's kind of what I took it as. But uh, we might be adding that to the calendar as well. So thank you guys for all of your... Chrome off a bumper. (laughs) Yes. So uh, thank you guys for all of your suggestions. Now, Mel Brooks Uri has been fun. We started off with the producers. We watched some Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. This week, though, we're getting a history lesson. Guys, this is literally History of the World... Part one, where we start from the uh, when apes first stood up and became man, and ends with the French Revolution. Yes, which is part one of the whole history of the world, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dan, why don't you uh, take us through what happens here in uh, history of the world part uh, one? Instead of satirizing a specific film or genre this is going to satirize everything <laughs> literally everything literally everything uh we begin with prehistoric man as we learn the 
first time they met, dealt with fire and the first uh, comedian who essentially dances around and then gets eaten by a dinosaur. Yes, because that totally happened during caveman times. Uh, <laughs> there was the first artist, which was quickly followed up by the first critic who literally pissed on <laughs> literally his art. Pissed on his art. Uh, don't, we also had the first marriage of homo sapiens. And then homosexuals. <laughs> homosexuals, which was uh, pretty ingenious, actually. They took a club, knocked out their partner, and drug them into the cave. <laughs> So, oh, yes. And, of course, this was all narrated. Narrated by Orson Welles. And it's the last thing he narrated before he died. I know. Sad. I also like how they came up with music by smashing each other's feet with rocks and then uh, measuring their screams to different octaves until they created what they felt was a song. And then they end up doing the Hallelujah Chorus by hitting... Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> oy, oy. Uh, next we get uh, we're taken to the Old Testament where we find out how uh, Moses spoke to God and of course Moses is played by who else but Mel Brooks yeah Mel Brooks is number one on the call sheet people he's the main character of this picture yes this is pretty much his um, his first like directorial and starring as everything role that he did yeah uh, so yes, uh, a, a deaf man could have heard you. What was that? Nothing, my lord. <laughs> yes, this is a Carl Reiner doing the voice of God in an uncredited role. The Lord they're, Jehovah. They're old BFFs. Yep, he gave the Lord Jehovah has given unto you these fifteen. Oh, dropped his tablet. Uh, t- t- ten, <laughs> ten commandments for all to obey. That's actually Slash cut. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a joke that I remember watching on TV. Like, you know, one of those times when your parents have the TV on your little kid and you're not really sure what they're watching. But here comes Moses and he's got the commandment stones. And like, I'm old enough to know who Moses is and all this story. It's just like, I see him drop the stones. I'm like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> and then little did I know, I was actually watching History of the World Part 1. Oh, yeah. Smash cut to... It's now the Roman Empire. Yes, the uh, the longest actual episode of the movie is the Roman Empire. Uh, so, what's going to happen in the Roman Empire? Well... Uh, they pan through all bunch of stuff, like people selling stuff. Uh, yeah. We get a soothsayer. You're going to go on a great journey to Rome. I am I'm already in Rome. In Rome. <laughs> Get the guy selling columns. Get your columns yes. here. Um, Don't touch the merchandise. Brooks is playing uh, Comicus. Yes, who's stand-up a, philosopher. A stand-up philosopher. A bullshit artist. Yes. Did you bullshit last week? Uh, Did you try to, to bullshit? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The unemployment office is spelled with a V because the letter U didn't exist. Yeah, everything in, is in early in early alphabet. The letter U did not exist, so everything's a V. Everything's a V. <laughs> uh, so he uh, he's going so says, to you are nuts. NVTS nuts. NVTS nuts. Yes. <laughs> well, his agent. Uh, what is it like, Swiftus Leviticus? Yeah, Swiftus. 
<laughs> Dislaviticus, which is a, a play on an actual Hollywood agent whose name is like Swifty, Swifty Lavar or something like that. So they <laughs> played homage to him. Um, they get him a gig playing Caesar's Palace. The main room? Yes, the main room. And, uh, but he ends up befriending a slave that they're going to feed to the lions named, it was like just Joseph. Josephus. Josephus, that's right. It's Gregory Hines in his on-screen debut. His first acting gig. So what do they do? They give him a little soft shoe. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) They give him a segment, a little section so he can do a little dance number. (laughs) And they actually filmed these scenes at the Caesars Palace Hotel in Vegas, which is awesome. I feel like we're going to Caesars Palace. It's just the hotel. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, so they, <laughs> they, uh, I guess we'll go right to the to Caesar's Palace, right? Yeah, and this is a, another great cameo. It's Dom DeLuise playing the Emperor, <laughs> who's a big, fat, disgusting piece of crap. Everything is burps, farts, eating everything in sight, ogling all the ladies. So uh, remember, thou art mortal. Yes. Which apparently was a real thing that happened to a real Roman emperor. Yeah, that he had he had a, a scribe or something always yeah. say it to him. So Comicus comes in and he's killing right now. I mean, he's got everybody laughing at all of his jokes. But then he... Uh, Who he wants makes, to be a fat pig? Yeah, he makes fun of being fat and then he makes fun of the government. <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> the government corruption, it's everywhere. And it leads all the way up to the emperor. Oh, shit. Oh shit! So, so he makes him fight the slave to the death as for his entertainment. He throws the banana peel down to make him slip. Oh, I don't know. For some reason, I just thought of Mario Kart when that happened. Oh no. Uh. But then they are saved by, and this is a kind of a throwback to an earlier joke, but this guy's beating a horse on the street, and the horse's name is Miracle, and uh, Comicus performs a miracle by removing a stone from his horseshoe. So, Miracle saves the day! Yes, as they go through all this running around ancient Rome, running from the guards, and they yeah, end up in the Vestal Virgins quarters. And all played by Playboy Playmates. In fact, Hugh Hefter makes a cameo. As in which she's describing the idea of a centerfold. <laughs> yes, it's called a centerfold. Well, they do, um, they're, it's a Empress Nympho, of course, because why else? What else would she, she be called? She loves to fuck. Yes. <laughs> she's she's got uh, Comicus hiding behind the curtain and the Josephias is um, hanging out with the eunuchs pretending to be a slave and they're like alright well <laughs> get out the uh, let's do the erotic dance if they um, <laughs> we'll see if he really is eunuch so <laughs> it's, it's almost like a Cleopatra type dancer who comes out dances in front of all the guys like oh yeah he's a eunuch oh yeah he's got nothing and oh, he's he, dead. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's dead. He doesn't know Josephias and his little like his little like feathers fan that he's holding in front of his crotch. Just one feather just bops right up. 
He's a fraud! Get him! Oh, uh, they have a... And, of course, they have a <laughs> soldier named Mucus. His act, name is actually Marcus. They keep calling him Mucus. <laughs> but then the best part is how they uh, ward off the Romans. <laughs> I like the part where they end up at the at the apothecary, and he's like, "Have you seen a pack? Of, do you have a pack of Trojans nearby?" <laughs> no, I'm sold out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold out. Oh, <laughs> uh, what about the uh, Senate meeting? So, what are we gonna do? Uh, give more money to build build palaces, or are we gonna help the poor? Fuck, Fuck the poor. The poor. <laughs> The best part is how they disguise themselves as senators to sneak out with them. All right, follow bullshit, me. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. 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 <laughs> so, yes, they find Miracle and they take off and they're getting chased down. But Josephus noticed some notices some marijuana growing on the side of the road. So he makes a world's biggest joint and lights it up. <laughs> In papyrus paper. <laughs> Which he calls the mighty joint. And then uh, everybody is just super chill after they. Do you want to dance? <laughs> so of course they have to. Um, they have to set sail. So he starts. To Judea. Yeah, to Judea. And then they, they start working as waiters. And Comica comes into a private room with the Last Supper. And this is John Hurt playing Jesus at the table. Ah, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know why he did this? I love this fact. I didn't write it down, though. But he had done, like, two or three, like, super serial movies in a row. And he's like, I gotta show my diversity. I'm gonna do something silly. <laughs> so, like, so he plays Jesus at the Last Supper in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't actually seen this movie, <laughs> just listen to that. John Hurt playing Jesus <laughs> at the Last Supper in a Mel Brooks movie. One of if you that doesn't... <laughs> will deny me three times tonight. One of you has Judas. already betrayed me. Judas! Judas! What? You want a drink? You want a drink? And then Da Vinci shows up. <laughs> and he's just like, this isn't going to work. All I can see is all your backs. All right, everybody. Come oh. to the other side of the table if you want to be in the picture. <laughs> and then they... Comicus in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The exact scene. Oh, that's great. But now it's time part, for the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> but the best part about the, the Last Supper portrait, which I never noticed before, and I've seen the actual Last Supper when I was in Europe, but what's really funny about it is that it really does look like a big clusterfuck around the table. Like, half of them are sitting, and the other half are standing up awkwardly. And so it's, it's like he actually came up with a reason to work that in. Yes. But yeah, the, uh, the Spanish Inquisition scene is uh, a musical number. It's a big old musical number. Yep. Uh, Brooks is playing Torquemada. Because you can't talk him out of anything. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk him out of anything. Oh, oh. <laughs> he sings this hilarious song about torturing all the Jews and how they won't convert to the right thing. And then, like, he leaves and the Jews start singing about how, like, he freaking pulled his balls out and started playing ping pong with them and stuff. Yeah. And they do cameos from Jackie Mason and Ronnie Graham as two of the victims. And then they have the nuns come out. They all strip out of their nun robes and do like this synchronized swimming. But they're routine. just drowning other Jews. Yeah, they're just drowning the Jews. And then they all come out as this giant menorah with sparklers effects and everything. 
But that was actually filmed in reverse. It was filmed in reverse. Just like there's a, it's like a scene in Jabba's palace that was filmed in reverse. You can you can tell because when they come out of the water, the way the water's flowing. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's it. Yep. It's really funny though. And then we get to the uh, the last actual plot of the story, which is the second longest piece. French Revolution. Which, and of course, we have Mr. Mel Brooks back again. And this time, he's King Louis of France. Oh, but we first we get the meaning <laughs> of oh my the God. poor people. <laughs> and Cloris Leachman is the leader of the group. Madame, yeah, Madame Defarge. <laughs> we don't even have our language. All we have is a stupid accent. <laughs> I know, we sound just like Maurice Chevalier. Oh. <laughs> and then, uh... Da money, uh, Demonet, Demonet. <laughs> this is his second character in a Mel Brooks film that has yep. to constantly tell people how to pronounce his uh, name. Harvey Corman. <laughs> uh, so he's, they've got this. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to tell him about this possible revolution that might come up and he's shooting off clay pigeons which is just they're just, sh- just shooting off poor people <laughs> he just felt like a rock and then uh right after he says that he loves the people <laughs> yeah pull love the people pull <laughs> well he gets this great offer from Mademoiselle Rimbaud She's like, please free my father. He's been in prison for 10 years because he said the poor ain't so bad. And he won't do it, but he, uh, he'll he pardon him under the condition that he gets to ravage her that night. And she's like, but no, I'm a, I'm a virgin. I can't do that. Like, then your father's going to die. And then he gives her uh, <laughs> the 10 seconds. Hump, death, hump, death, hump, death. <laughs> All right, she agrees. She agrees to hump. But then the next piece of comedy comes in. They convince him that he needs to hide in case the peasants actually do revolt and try to kill the king. So they convince him to uh, disguise the piss boy as the king. Oh, my God, I look like the piss boy. So they they paint on the fake mustache and the beauty mark, give him the fake hair and everything. So the king leaves, and then the peasants storm the castle. Right after Mademoiselle Rimbaud comes back to to ravage her, and of course the piss boy doesn't know what's going on. So he's like, "There's got to be some pardons here in the desk somewhere." Uh, here, execution, 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 execution. No, wait, here we are. So they they free the father and everything. Then they get chased out. They're taken to the guillotine. The guillotine. Sorry, you got to say it the right way. <laughs> so, would you like a blindfold? No. You have any last words? No. No. Any last requests? No. Oh, wait, wait. I do have a last request. I have some <laughs> Novocaine. Yeah. <laughs> medical that, medical science doesn't exist. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> and then, uh, only a miracle can save him now. Well, sure enough. Josephus with a miracle. <laughs> with miracle. And they save all the characters and ride away. And the oh, that's a big ending. <laughs> yes, this is a big ending. It says the end, carved into the mountainside, like Ben Hur. <laughs> <laughs> 
again, it's like it's like a series of nonsensical stories because it's a history thing. Of course, but it's we're not over yet because right as the credits are about to roll, he's like, "Wait, hold on!" <laughs> In part two, yes, history of the world, Hitler on ice. <laughs> Hitler on ice. Because <laughs> we had to get the Hitler joke in there somewhere. <laughs> a Viking funeral, which is just just footage from an old Viking movie, right. and they all take off their helmets. <laughs> and the horns are still, the horns are still on their head. And then... Of course. <laughs> of course. Jews in, in space. space. <laughs> this is the best part. <laughs> All their spaceships are shaped like stars and David. <laughs> and the musical number that they perform, they actually rewrote for Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like when Goyans attack and stuff like that. <laughs> Oh my god. And that's uh that is History of the World Part One. Uh, I don't have any real feedback from anybody, unless you do, Dan. No, I don't have anything. Ah. Thanks guys, thanks for participating. Now yeah, all the yeah. feedback I got was just like, I love this movie and here's my favorite line, you know, Ten Commandments part or uh, send in the nuns. That's pretty much all I really got there. Um, uh, you got any cool facts about the I've movie? I've got the money. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Demonet. Yes, Oh, Demonet! Demonet! <laughs> Here's Demonet. We've got a budget was about 11 million, and it made 23 million in, the Amer- in America. Bad. Not in bad, not bad. America. Respectable. Respectable. Yeah, it made double its money, which is what you want. It's you want to make you, something what you, what you want you gotta make something back uh as far as fun facts go we've kind of peppered them in during the uh discussion on the on what happened so yeah yeah um i got a i got an interesting fact here gregory hines got the opportunity after richard Pryor needed to be replaced just like blazing saddles only this time is when he, he had his drug, fire. Yeah, yeah. It's when he, the time he caught on fire. That's why he had to pull out. <laughs> uh, trying to remember if there's anything else. Oh, um, Rudy Merde, which is the street in the French Revolution segment, actually yes. translates to shit street. <laughs> yep. And then I got um, nothing. <laughs> um, all the map paintings that were used for the movie and there was a lot of them was the work of a gentleman yeah, named Albert Whitlock were... yeah and they actually for uh, his contribution to the movie they actually used him in the movie he is the gentleman who is trying to sell used chariots views chariots of course <laughs> vested chariots yeah uh, Mel Brooks plays five characters we mentioned that this is the second time that they've had Harvey Corman having to correct the name of his character, which is a running joke. And uh, that's pretty much the, mo- mo- the most uh, interesting facts that I got. Yeah. A Swifty Lazar was the name. So Swift- Swiftus Lazarus was the spoof there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, they actually, the uh, the Red Sea party was actually shot at the at Universal Studios. Which is why it so obviously looks like a little pool. Not that they would really care for anything. But, uh, 
good movie. Um, my feedback is this is the first time I watched it. Um, and this is going to sound negative at first, but it's really not. I didn't like the movie as much as I thought I was going to like it. But I still really, really liked it. Yeah, it's a, it's a different movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's um, The different segments are what make it fun. Some of them are kind of like the caveman thing is funny. I don't know if I would be able to go back and watch that part a bunch of times. The uh, the Old Testament joke is really funny quickly. The Spanish Inquisition scene is fun. The French Revolution got a little annoying to me. I felt like at this point, at this point, I had kind of seen enough overkilling of Mel Brooks's antics. Like that's the only negative thing about it is that Mel Brooks kind of goes a little overboard with too many characters and being too eccentric, which is like the Mel Brooks thing. But too much of that can kind of get obnoxious, and I feel like that kind of happened. Although, hey, this is where the uh, the quote was popularized. It's good to be the king. Yeah, you can thank the French Revolution segment for that. But uh, I love love that they do a preview for part two, which doesn't exist. I think that was my favorite part was the fact that they actually did that, and then the Jews in space part. I was belly laughing so hard. Uh, I'm glad nobody was home when that happened. I must have sounded like an idiot. <laughs> I don't care, you idiot. It was awesome. Uh, but still, like I said, a really good movie. There are so many other Mel Brooks movies that I like better than this one, but that doesn't mean that this is a bad movie. So I would definitely recommend it, just like all the Mel Brooks movies we watched. Yes, yes. So, uh, the homework for next week. Yes, this is... Alright, guys, this is your assignment. This is your assignment, America! <laughs> America, this is you. America, sign some videos. Yes. Yes. Uh, we are starting the... Again, March is the listener request month. Listener request month. been requested by Antonio Figueroa that we watch the entire... Back to the Future trilogy. So next yes. week is the Back to Future. Back yes. to the Future trilogy. Back to the Future. We are going back to Back to the Future. Um, this is going to be cool for me. I own these movies on Blu-ray. I haven't actually watched them on Blu-ray yet. So this is a good excuse to be like, hey, it's time to whip out Back to the Future on Blu-ray. Um, and I think Dan and I were discussing this earlier, but the third installment is a movie I have never actually watched, like sat down and watched it beginning to end before. So, And for me, that's what part two is. Part two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's actually kind of cool for us, because even though I've seen all the movies, I kind of haven't seen all the movies. So this is actually going to be a big, uh, a cool thing for me to be like, all about the Back to the Future movies. Um, yes, this is probably going to be a very long episode because we're going to be doing three movie reviews. Maybe three we'll try movies, to... all of which are like an hour and fifty minutes each. Yes, <laughs> so um, we'll try to um, we'll try to keep the reviews a bit shorter and only hit the main bullet points and talk about scenes that we liked instead of doing like a full on review. Um, cause otherwise we're going to go way over the half hour format and that's okay. If we do like an hour show, I kind of expect it to be, but I don't want to go into overkill and make this be like, you know, a two hour episode or anything. Not that I don't want to talk about back to the future for that long, but you know how it is. Of course, we're also going to be doing this eventually when we do star Wars in December for, uh, 
the release of episode seven. So <laughs> there might be a bit of a, a couple of long episodes coming up here. But this is going to be kind of the experiment that we're doing to see if we can nudge a whole trilogy into one episode. And if we decide we don't like it, we'll probably just spread stuff out again. If we decide we do like it, you might see more of these like let's do this in the sequel or the trilogy in one sitting. The only trilogy we talked about we will not do this in is Lord of the Rings because they're I, all I can't... three hours, three <laughs> all... hours. And I only own the extended editions, so yeah. So not doing Return that of the King is like four hours. Yeah, and if we ever do like a Harry Potter marathon, we can easily split that up into like two movies a week, but definitely not more than that. Because we could do a whole month of Harry Potter. And we might do that. So if you guys we could do two if we did one at a time. <laughs> yeah. So we want to thank you guys for your requests. Um, like I said, this will be listener request month. And after that, it's going to be split between sports and Marvel, which is a really interesting combination there. Baseball and comic books. I'm OK yes. with that. <laughs> so, And then uh, we got some other plans coming up. And uh, we've got a we've got our schedule of 2015 theatrical releases and what we're going to review in preparation for those releases. So that'll be part of the plan. So I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you for a wonderful Mel Brooksuary. Back to the Future, the entire trilogy coming up next week. And we will see you then. Say goodbye to the people, Christopher. Goodbye to the people.